Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm JD here from the Anime Brothers, back with another great goddamn episode where we talk about anime and a bunch of other shit that we always like to get into. But I got to introduce my other partner in crime, Mr. Earthworm. How you doing today, bud? Oh, you dude, um, not too bad, man. I'm a little excited. I'm a little nervous. I'm really laying out my taste. Uh, I'm laying my taste out on the board today, and I'm, oh. I'm being subject to roast from everybody who might be listening, including you today. I don't know what I'm going to get from you. I'm going to see what I'm going to do. I mean, I know we have, we've had a lot of great taste together, but then it's kind of slowly branched where I can see where you're going and I'm going in another direction. So this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I'm starting to get a little accustomed to the more, uh, the more mundane anime. I feel you. The mundane, he likes just watching that slice of life and adorable girls just running around doing probably nothing, but hey, they're adorable, so. You know what, dude? I don't know, man. I watched adorable girls drift a fucking tank, so I don't know if anybody- Yeah, and that's not even possible. So I like how one time, I'm going to bring that up, you said that the tank thing is pretty realistic. It is not realistic as hell. No, I meant like the way they look. Um, Oh, I don't know how tanks really work, but like it was snowy and- Apparently she fucking hit the e-brake or something and fucking drifted that bitch. Fucking hit like, the yes, e-brake. Yes, let's go. Oh my god, dude, that's not how it works. <laughs> uh, my love for Girls Un Panzer is still undying. Um, but for real though, so so we don't get thirty minutes into the episode and then not tell you what this is about. Today I am uh, I am giving y'all my top twenty-five anime of all time that I have watched. Uh, I have watched over fifty shows, so I figured this would be a good milestone to kind of lay out the best half of shows that I've seen. Oh, exactly. I mean, and here's the thing, like we've always said, we're going to keep on going. So this is going to change. Of course, there may be something that finally comes up and beats out another one of his top 25. This isn't going to be for good. It's just for right now, after he's watched over 50 something, I don't know how much is it exactly? Is it like 55, 50 something? I don't, I honestly don't know. I think it's like 52, maybe. If you want to count like one. And you're not including I've... movies that you've watched, anime movies. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Every time I count, I feel like it's the same number, no matter how many anime I've watched. It's like, I have watched two more, and then go recount, and it's like, nope, still at 51. What the fuck? <laughs> that's true. And you don't even count Pokemon and all that shit, so technically no. you're at a disadvantage. I count those, so that's why it's it's different. But yeah, expect, especially if you want to count like all the Pokemon I'd watched, all the Digimon, all that bullshit. Um, it's definitely it's definitely a little bit higher. But yeah, I mean, it, it, on this on this journey that we're doing on this podcast, where we're trying to watch, I mean, eventually watch all the anime. We know that's a fucking lofty ass goal, but we'll give it a shot. I will become the Hokage of anime. Yeah, I want to be the Wizard King of anime. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, fifty shows is a big milestone. I know there are some people out there who have who have watched over three hundred anime, and it's like, all right, yeah, we want to get to that point, but we're realistic about where we are right now, and we're not trying to walk around with huge anime dicks just dropping them on the table. Like, yes, unfortunately, I've we, seen it all. Everyone works that watches like three hundred anime, but sometimes our schedules just don't work to where we could watch as many animes. We came into the game a little late because we we skipped a little bit, a portion of our lives watching anime. We're sorry, but we're doing our best now. So. <laughs> Yo, but uh, for real. So I'm personally excited that I've reached this milestone, and I'm excited to give you all my top twenty five shows today. But before that, I think we should do a little check in, do a little catching up, see what's happening. Oh, yeah. JD, oh, for real. what's good, bud? Well, this is going to be the only portion about me guys right now. So let's tell you that things are are looking good except for one thing. Fucking Crunchyroll. Let me tell you right now. I can't say too much because I'm not even paying for the account. I, you know, we have a, 
nice, uh, you know, system, me and Earthworm, where, you know, I give him my Netflix, he gives me his Hulu, he uses Crunchyroll with me, we share an Xbox pass, we do a lot of the sharing. But let me tell you right now, Crunchyroll is a goddamn piece of shit. Because I would have almost finished Dr. Stone by now, but there was literally two days, two fucking days, it would just not load any of the Dr. Stone episodes. I went back two episodes, it just would not load, and yet Hulu worked fine, Netflix worked fine, everything, and Dr. Stone is nowhere but there in Funimation, and I am not giving Funimation my money. (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) Fuck them. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, because fuck them. That's why I also watched the Chappelle show. I just watched that episode. <laughs> that nice. was fucking great. Anyway, but no, I'm at uh, episode 14 of Doctor Stone. Like I, I banged out about a good four or five episodes this morning because it loaded, and I'm like, yep, Yo, fucking, oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're high rolling, boys. We we're just gonna it. keep going. Yeah. So, and I gotta tell you right now, I am, I am enjoying the hell out of this show. It is so like down to earth. It's interesting to watch. It's definitely, it's a shonen where it's not just like fighting. It's got a little of everything. The comedy banter between characters is fucking gold. And I'm loving the main character. I'm loving all the side characters. I'm starting to know all their names, which is, if I start to know side character names, only 14 episodes in, uh, you're doing a good job. So I already like it. There's an adorable girl on here, and I know you love them, Earthworm. Her name is Suka. Okay. I swear to God, when you if you ever watch this, you're gonna fall in love with her. She is adorable. All right, noted. And she is she she's blind as a bat too. So I oh, I boy. feel her. <laughs> I am I am blind as well. Uh, like well, until I get my glasses on yeah. or my contacts, I can't see shit. And when she first finally, I'm gonna give it away. Like Senku makes glasses for her, and she can see everything. She starts tearing up and crying. I almost cried right there just from her getting her vision. Aww. So. Suka is going to be my child from now on. So, everybody back the fuck off. Okay, we can, we'll adopt her and we'll adopt Phil. Yes, from the you can have, well, you know, we'll both have them. We have a, we have a, a boy and a girl. We, we're just we're that average family. We're going to be all-American family. family, dude. Let's go. We need a golden retriever. That's what we need, and we'll be uh, perfect. This, see, this kind of reminds me of something um, in the anime I've been watching, so I, I got I to gotta remember to bring that up. But continue. Oh, but no, either way, it's really good seeing them discover all the uh, all the shit. Like they're they're literally bypassing like it took millions of years to get where technology was and Senku's making sure in the stone world we're going to advance this shit tenfold. And it's just been great. I don't want to give everything away. I'll talk more about it when I finish, but it's almost at the 9 category now at the halfway point. So and nothing but up from here, and, and it's regained my faith. Good old shonen, you know what I mean? <laughs> you see, everybody every every now and then we get a little worried. It's like, man, shonen, shonen. Is this all, all the they same, got to bro. offer? <laughs> this is it, bro. And then it's like, all right, no, this is kind of fucking different. I like it. I'll take it. Yeah, and then I know that the new season comes out next year. So, dude, already got a good uh, good one coming for next year. Uh, get hyped on it. Let's go. That being said, I finished uh, One Piece, the volumes six, seventeen, and eighteen. So I haven't ordered the book yet because I have been going pretty fast with these books. Uh, but yeah, that's going pretty good as well and all that stuff. I'm not saying it's boring me, but right now it's been hard to like read and fully, I don't know, get immersed in it because I, I have very little time to do that. But other than that, it's it's still good. Still an eight for me. I'm still on the roll and I just got to meet Sir Crocodile. So uh, Oh, whoa. whoa. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about this guy. Um, <laughs> he's going to be a really good villain. So Okay. Well, is he an actual cro? Is he like a crocodile man? 
No, but he has a pet that's a huge fucking crocodile. All right, see, I just thought this was like that guy from Donkey Kong, that crocodile dude just running around or whatever. <laughs> and I'm not uh, saying he's like Dr. Evil, but he had a lair and like one guy like pissed him off. And so he dropped him down into this chute that went into this big old lake that he has like surrounding his property. It's like a aquarium type shit. Okay. And then he taps on the glass. He's got like a shit ton of huge gators. I think they're called elephant gators because they're so big. Okay. And wow. uh, yeah, he fed them. Uh, fed the guy to the alligator or the crocodile. So it's like, yep, that that's a legit thing right there. Oh, good, good. But uh, no, I mean, that's all I'm doing. I want to bang out Dr. Stone because we got some seasonals we got to review soon for our sort of seasonal and stuff like that. But also, uh, when I have the time, I'm playing Destiny on uh, Xbox. Hit me up if you want. My gamer tag will be on Discord, but I will not announce it on here. Ooh, mystery. Mystery. But seriously, guys, the new update is out. It's fucking banging. Hit me up. We can kill some things. <laughs> all right. You heard <laughs> that. You heard that's the man. It. Get on it. Yeah, that's it. That That's all my time for today. It's it's all about Earthworm today. Oh, boy. I get to talk for the next hour to an hour and a half. Woo. Let's there go. You go. Hour minimum. Ah. Hold up. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Time out. Hold on, yeah. guys. We got to put up. This is going to be a short break. Hold on. Excuse, excuse that fucking technical difficulty. Pardon him. You know, oh, he's new. Man. He's adopted. Yeah, I um, haven't cleared out the computer fucking files in a minute, and my computer was like, hey, buddy, you're low on space, buddy. You want to save this project, don't you, buddy? And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of do. So, so here we are. Um, okay, back to me. The important shit. <laughs> um, okay, so before I get into the, the top 25, I guess, uh... I just tell you what I've been up to. Uh, you know, nothing much, man. Just, just chilling. <laughs> no, but for chilling, real. Man. Me and uh, me and the partner decided um, she wanted something like super cute and like kind of romancy. So uh, we're watching Fruits Basket. And I gotta he tell you, he just did it. Yeah, dude. Like I'm, I'm, one, I'm like, it's funny too. Um, and I know this is completely unwarranted, but I've been walking around with the biggest anime dick, like fucking talking to myself, like. Oh yeah, I know a thing or two about romance anime. You know, I I am watching Fruits Basket. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy to know romance anime after you watch one of them. <laughs> no, dude, I gotta <laughs> oh. say though, this one this one's good. I I really like it. It's kind of different. Well, it's like one of the classics of romance. If this one doesn't yeah. do good, then you have no faith in romance, really. I feel that, and there's like an under there's an actual like underlying plot, kind of a supernatural thing going on. And I, I'm there's a mystery to this whole thing, and I'm super into it. So if they can like really pay it off with this like mystery while keeping it as cute and as funny and as fucking wholesome as it has been, like this might be one of my favorite fucking shows. Like depending on where they take the plot, Oof. if they take it in some like Attack on Titan shit, obviously yeah. we're not like killing a whole nation because they. Imagine if us. someone gets killed though. That see, I don't know, man. I I wouldn't be upset because I think it has like, I mean, there's already they already explored like the feelings of loss and stuff. Like the main character, she lost her mom, um, not too long before the show started. So like, she's kind of dealing with all that shit. Right. Fair enough. So I can see where you probably have 
kind of like related to some of these characters already because it's another slice of life romance. Yeah, definitely. And uh, for full disclosure, I am watching the 2019 version. I figured might as well watch the newer one uh, just because I, I don't know. It's newer animation and I don't know if the older one's straight from the manga. It was 2001 and animes were known to fucking do that at the time. If, if I can say anything, after records of the Grand Cross War, animation does play a part in this fucking shit. So I don't I don't blame you. Yeah, like I like old animation, but it still has to be good animation. Yeah, you know not I mean? half-ass animation. Yeah, yeah. Bad animation is bad animation, no matter what fucking era you're talking about. You know what I mean? Akira slapped and that was old as fuck, but that was like legitimately good animation. But yeah, right. dude, I mean, Fruits Baskets is fucking great. Like, the main character, Toru, she's an absolute sweetheart. Like, she's got so many goddamn problems, but she's just walking through life, like, just with a smile and just being happy that she has what she has instead of being upset about what's taken from her. And I'm like, damn, girl, I would give anything. I'd kill a hundred men for your serotonin levels. Fuck for me. your San Antonin yeah. level. Like, for real. She's just going through life, and it's like, man, I am so bitter because of all this shit that's happened to me. And she's just like, you know, I'm just blessed to have friends. It's like, fuck, man. I'm just all glad right. to be alive, guys. <laughs> no, for real, though. Like, this anime has definitely, like, you want to talk about, throwback to um, when we had Som from Anime Summit on, um, the Life Lessons one. If I would have watched Fruits Basket uh, before that, it definitely would have had, like, at least one. Like, there's this one kid... And he, I don't know, he's like, his whole deal is like, he never wants to forget memories, even if they're bad memories, because he's like, his philosophy is, if he can remember the bad stuff and continue on, then there's nothing that can like defeat him. And I'm like, holy shit, man, you're like 13 and you have such a good outlook on life. It's very I mean, inspiring. I would say that's really good. Yeah, dude, I, um, I like it. I, I Show really... already gets a four for me right there without even watching it. There you go. No, I and I think this is kind of a different take on romance. So it's not like two the two main characters. So from what I get of Toradora, it's like Taiga and um what was the guy's name? Oh man, see Yujio? Um, yeah, no, it's so, not no. Yujio. Yujio is from Sword Art Online. Yeah, but yeah, thank yeah, you but for mentioning that. Like I think that. it's Ryuji. Ryuji. Okay, but like they were obviously like in love the whole time and they just couldn't confess their feelings and that's what yes, you had a problem with. Yes, it's the standard right? romance that happens in a lot of anime. So this is kind of different. So the Toru is like just doing her thing and she's kind of like airheady and kind of numb so she doesn't really pick up on a lot of like social things. And um it's two guys from the Soma clan are like they're kind of into her and so it's not like two characters who are obviously like in love. It's almost got a harem aspect to it's like Toru's going to have to pick one of these beautiful young boys at the end. Oh, dun, dun, dun. So it's not like it's not like a whole 26 episodes of this is obvious. Why are we doing this? There's like there's an actual like who's she going to pick? And I'm sitting here going, fuck, man, who am I going to pick? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, fruits. But it, I couldn't recommend it more if you haven't watched it. I mean, I'm probably the last person that should be recommending romance anime, but check it out, yo. I mean, fuck, it's good. Check it out or be square. Like yeah. Mm. So is that about it right now? Um, yeah, that's all I've uh, been watching. I haven't. Uh, I did pick up. Uh, start pick uh, watching Wolf Girl and Black Prince again. Uh, the recommendation from Danny. For also, now I'll let you guys Anime know Summit. this was a very, very long episodes ago. So he has now decided to finally watch the recommendations. Yeah, no. Um, so I watched like three or four episodes. 
probably like two or three months ago. And then I put it on hold to really like bust out some some other stuff. I wanted to watch some like kind of actiony shit. It might have even been when I started watching Attack on Titan. I don't I don't remember the exact timeline, but yeah, I'm I'm back on it now. And um, I I just I'll, I'll the one thing I'll say right now because obviously we're gonna review it eventually with Danny on the show again. But like the the dude I don't don't remember his name. Fucking Christ! I keep wanting to say Soma, but that's not correct. But but the blonde dude, the main character dude, who's like treating this girl like a dog, he's a fucking asshole. Like I thought he might have some redeeming qualities at some point, but like no, he's just a really broken dude who's controlling and like he, this is just toxic, man. One word, toxic. Get out, girl. Toxic relationship, but I bet she'll stay because his CDs are in her vehicle. <laughs> My CDs are in his truck. I don't know what to. T- what do you want me to do? You fucking leave her, man. You <laughs> fucking leave him. Oh, goddamn. Let's go. All right, guys. Well. We're kind of getting through it because this is going to be a long fucking list. Today is the day. Can I get a drum roll, Mr. Samurai Whack? There it was. (laughs) There it goes. So here we go. We're breaking down the 25 top anime for Mr. Earthworm. And we got to start with the lowest of the low out of the 50 or so that he's watched. Yeah. um, I do want to do some honorable mentions real quick. Okay. I didn't do my, my... In case anybody's wondering, I didn't do my worst anime of all time as like my worst three or whatever. But Berserk 2016, just have all three spots, buddy. You can do it. <laughs> you can so, do it. Yeah. Um. So real quick, I just want to roll through the honorable mentions. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, because it's Dragon Ball Z. And if it wasn't such a slog to watch, it definitely probably would have had a place. But just just in, you know, just out of uh, what? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. And like, it's a good it's a tight story. Um. All in all, I mean, and the fact that, like, Toriyama didn't actually plan any of this shit out, and he just kind of, like, fucking shot from the hip, if you will, I, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. It's just hard to fucking watch as an anime. So it's like, all right, it, not 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 great, not worthy of top 25, but it gets a shout out. Um, My Hero Academia, because it's trying so hard, and it's it comes, tr- it comes so close to being, like, pretty, pretty fucking good. But it just keeps missing the mark, man. It's like, this is what you want from Shonen? And it's like, we're like, well, kinda. And they're like, have lots of this then. It's like, no, no, <laughs> we don't need that. We want depth. We That's want not true what we development. Asked for, but we have superpowers. They're quirky. But you it's haven't like, explained the world. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, it's, it misses a lot for, for me. So that's why it's an honorable mention because it's, it's doing its best. And dude, I, dude, I, I agree with you. That. It has fallen from grace for me. As I said, as the season's gone on, like people said it got better. And I'm sitting here like, guys, I think it got worse. <laughs> dude, like those five episodes in season two where they were dealing with Stain were like oh, really, really good anime. I know. That was like I, didn't, nine I thought out of he was going to come back. I thought he was going to come back and make it important. And then when I kept hearing people saying, hey, get used to it because he's not going to show up again. I'm like, oh, they don't mean that. And no, then... it's like he changed the world. But like, I don't know, man. I just... They need another villain with that much fucking conviction. I don't know. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Soul Eater gets a, an honorable mention. Ooh, if it okay. wasn't such an ass pulley ending, I definitely think I would have I would have thrown it up there. And before I had watched a few more anime, it actually had a spot in the top twenty five, but I had to kick it, it out. It was probably gonna be twenty five. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was twenty five. Um it was a good show. It was really crisp animation. It just 
I don't know, man, that that ending really fucking kind of ruined it for me. And there were a couple times in the middle where it was like, all right, I don't really know what's happening here. I don't know why this is important. But uh, who knows? Maybe on a rewatch, I'll have a lot more respect for it. For sure. For sure. The last two honorable mentions are Kids on the Slope, which also had a spot until I had watched something uh, relatively recently. And Fruits Basket, because I am right in the middle of season one. I I didn't feel right, because as far as I know, like, from here on out, it might completely suck. I don't think it will, but I don't feel right putting it in my top 25 before I really know the show. I'm only acquainted with the show right now. I'm really surprised. All right, then. Yeah, I I didn't put anything in the top 25 that I hadn't, like, either finished or completed, like, 90% of. So, JD, I'm sorry to say, Naruto is not in here. But I, didn't, I, do, I didn't figure make I your know. top 25 anyway because you don't watch it. But I do have hope that one day, like, I still remember all the cool one shit day. that I have watched. One day. <laughs> I remember the, the Rock Lee fight. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> 20 years later. So, I finally watched it, JD. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. I fucking hey, hate I, you. <laughs> I started Shippuden. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. All right. Let's get into it. Y'all ready for this? Twenty-five. Number twenty-five is Fooly Cooly. There it is. Six episodes of just a batshit crazy anime. I cannot tell you what the plot was. I really can't tell you what actually happened in the show, <laughs> but I can tell you that while watching it, I was having a great fucking time, man. I was having an amazing time. The uh, the soundtrack was so good. Like something about just putting that like indie punk rock over everything no matter if it fit or not it was like wow i love this um uh what the fu- what is that studio gyanax something like that they're uh there's something about their animation style it just it fit man it was all really really cool and again i i couldn't really tell you what happened at the end of the show but there was robots and um the girl beat the guy uh, beat a bunch of people with the fucking cool rickenbacker base i think it was that one and oh, there I was, it was a, a mo- guitar, but either way, no, it's a bass. It that, that that helped a lot. Um, and honestly, like the one thing I do remember understanding about the show is everybody's told me it's a coming of age story, and if that's true, like it it really hits, it really hits on the themes of like trying to be an adult when you're still a kid and trying to take on responsibilities that aren't yours because you think that's what being an an adult is, and it's just it's about growing up. But it's wrapped up in this crazy ass package of like, what is happening? I'm so confused. <laughs> so twenty five. Yeah. Mo, uh, moving on. Number twenty four is erased. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I had a really good time watching most of Erased, but again, you had gripes with the ending. It was so ass pulley, dude. Like it <laughs> the was ass pull. It was so dumb. It was, I don't know, it was, it tried to touch on this, like, weird, like, yeah, you think you're the murderer, but you need me, actually, and I'm like, it, you know, I'm important to you, and it's like, what is happening? I, I'm so confused. And it wasn't even like a, I didn't understand what was going on confused, I was like, I was confused why it was happening, I guess I should say. But I got, but like, from episode fucking one to whatever... 10 or before the last episode it was dope i mean it was a crazy wild ride it was a great mystery story if you're in the mood for like a quick one and done anime that is that really touches on that like 
I don't know if Sherlock Holmes is the right word, but like that that detective kind of feel. I, I couldn't recommend this one more. I do like some Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, the dude goes like he it does have some sort of time travel thing going on. And I was like, whatever, who, who, who gives a fuck? I it's 12 episodes. I'm not getting too invested in the world here. But um, and he has to, like, try to save kids who were murdered in his class when he was a kid. And he starts to, like, uh, uncover, like, who's doing all this crazy shit and, like, uh, repressed memories. It's it's a wild ride, man. I dig it. All right. So basically the ending is what kind of fucked you over. It, yeah, man. Like, before the ending, I was like, man, this is one of the best anime I've ever seen. Like, this is an easy nine. And then the ending was like, oh, God, that was... Isn't it crazy, listeners, how one fucking episode can make that whole episode series shit? <laughs> it really is. I've always been a guy who puts a lot... I, I usually put a lot of stake into what the ending is, even before I started watching anime. Like, the ending of a show was like, all right, this is the bow you're putting on this bitch. This is this is what you're what you're presenting. Finally, this is the final draft. It needs to be good. And it really hurts when an ending... I mean, it's okay if it kind of misses the mark, but it really hurts when it's like, wow, this isn't even fucking, you didn't even write it on the same paper, dude. Yep, I feel you. So, um, yeah, that is 24. At number 23, we are talking about Psycho Pass. Psycho Pass, there it is. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it, so maybe, maybe it might be a little bit higher if I rewatched it again, but, um, it definitely suffered from season two. I, I, uh, I don't know, man. Season two was, season two was rough, but let's talk about season one. Let's talk about what I really, really, really liked about Psychopath. So it's again, this like detective story where they're trying to find this dude who can't be read by a psychopath. He's like a straight up, he's a psychopath whose emotions don't get all in flux when he does crazy bad shit, murders people, no crazy brainwaves, nothing. So they're like trying to find this guy and it's a lot of like philosophy. If you want to think about like kind of like Thanos philosophy of like I'm doing the right thing even though I'm killing half the world. Yep. For the betterment it, of the world, man. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Like um I don't remember the guy's name, but like the bad guy, he was like I'm trying to take down the civil system because it is not okay to have an authoritarian government and like this is bullshit even though he was doing like bad shit. He had an overall good goal, and it's like, it really blurs the lines between good and evil. So that's something I really, really liked about it. There was a lot of dialogue. Again, that's a, that's an Urubuchi thing. Um, Madoka Magica and Fate Zero as well. Um, a lot of dialogue, and I think there might have been just a little too much in, uh, in Psychopaths for me. But um, yeah, dude, it was great. And um, I would have liked Season 2 a lot better if they didn't get rid of one of the best characters. Like, he just dipped. I don't even think he, like, actually died. <laughs> they, he just, like, all right, peace. Can't work for the fucking police anymore. And he just fucking dipped. I was like, he all just, right. He just did a Dexter, and he's just gone. Yeah, I guess. And uh, that was really, really upsetting. But um, I do have to say, the first episode of season two, I wish that would have been the last episode of the series, because it kind of did, like, a... So the main character, it's her first day on the job in season one, and uh, the, at the first episode. And then in the first episode of season two... Uh, it kind of shows her as like, whatever, the commander or whatever. And she's telling another girl how to do, she's essentially in the, in the leader role and she's telling someone else what to do 
I, I'm trying to explain this, and my brain is fucking frying right now. But she's in. <laughs> she moved up, and then it's it's almost like a parallel. It's this almost the same scene, except she's not the rookie anymore. Okay. Wow. That hey, was that was a struggle. Don't, for don't me. worry about it. This is you telling your reasons why you like anime. <laughs> Nobody else here is gonna get in your way, except for me. So. Well, no, but I wanted to at least like convey <clears throat> what the fuck my brain was trying to. I like I know what's happening. I can see the scene in my head. The words don't work. <laughs> now, that's me on a daily basis. I just keep it simple. That way, it doesn't you know fry my brain. Yeah, I guess I feel we we do a lot of like. We make up a lot of words on this podcast. We fuck up grammar a lot. And I'm glad nobody really calls us out on it. We appreciate that. I said chose to the other day. Or <laughs> yeah. choosed. It was bad. <laughs> it was like two or two or three weeks ago on a, the fucking... I don't know. It was bad. <laughs> uh, Pikachu, I choosed you. Okay, well, now we're on to 22, man. 22! You're surprised it's not higher. It's Girlzoon Panzer. Oh, girls, uns, panza. This one was straight up enjoyment level over like everything. Am I here I am to tell so you? I'm so shocked after you talk so much about it that it's only 22. I know, I know, but I had to be realistic. But like, I'm not here to tell anybody that Girls Un Panzer is a better written fucking story than Psychopaths. I'm not saying that like Girls Un Panzer needs to win like best plot of the year. Um, there, I think most of the anime on this list probably have a better fucking, a better plot, a better story, whatever. But like this, this show was just perfect for what it was and what I needed to be at the time. Might be a little bit of recency biased, but like, I don't think the feeling it gave me will ever leave me. And though like story structure and animation and all the, all the nuts and bolts of an anime are really important to me. What I think trumps that a little bit is overall enjoyment factor. If I didn't have a good time watching the anime, I don't care how quote-unquote good it was. So, like, I had a great time watching this one. I would watch it again right now. I would watch it again anytime. Anybody you want to watch Girls in Panzer, let's hop in the Discord. We'll do a fucking watch party. Let's go. We'll watch a girl drift a tank, damn it. Yo, if we could get a watch party down... We're, we're going to do something crazy, like, with a show that everyone wants to watch, like, you know. Oh, dude, can you stream Vinland Saga? I can watch it here. No, <laughs> you're going to watch it with me! <laughs> no, it's all right. Oh, I mean, man. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, won't I, don't spend too much, I won't spend too much time on uh, Girls Who Panzer. You all, if you've been listening, you all know how I feel about it. But, like, all of the characters were just so gra- great and wholesome. But um, there is one scene I wanted to touch on. Because I didn't bring it up uh, in the last episode, and I really should have. I was feeling really overwhelmed, like, last week or whatever. I, I, we talked about it, but um, there's one scene in, in Girls where it's, like, everybody's coming to um, Miho, the fucking commander, and everybody's coming to her and asking her advice on a bunch of different shit, and she start, she's getting visibly overwhelmed, and she's like, oh, God, how do I take care of all this? And then her friends all start, like, volunteering to help with different things. One of them's like... You know, uh, we're not, you know, the boys aren't interested in us because we're in tankery now. What can we do? And then one of the fucking main girls is like, I can help with all uh, matters that have to do with love. And it was just really adorable to watch friends gather around, um, her friends gather around her and help her pick up the slack. So like you like that, to that... see it because nowadays that doesn't happen as much. No. And like I, you, you, me and you, I think we try to do that for each other as much as possible. You know, we try to help each other when we can. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, that really personified what that show meant to me and what that show was. Is that that one scene right there, it's just, it's teamwork and it's wholesome and it's cute and and it's just fucking happy. It's fucking, and I like it's it's fucking real to me, damn it. We, we don't have enough happy. I mean, I at least, I don't know about y'all out there, but like I can always use more happy in my life. So anytime I can get that, especially in anime form, it's like, yay, let's go. No, I feel that. There we go. So I got to I'm writing it down as we go. So once we get to like halfway point, we're going to I'm going to recap them and list them all down for everybody oh, to remember. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, how you about, know what? I do that shit. How about we wait until we get to the top 10? That and then, sounds and like a plan, you can... buddy. You are now on number 21. 21. Um, here you go, JD. It's the first one that you've seen. Uh, oh, man. Fate uh, Unlimited Blade Works. Oh, my God. I'm very upset with you. You're upset it's not higher, huh? Oh, fuck yeah. What the fuck is this shit? I don't I know, bet man. Fate Zero is going to be almost top 10, and that's just so separated. I don't believe you. See, I watched, I rewatched both of them. Um, so I, I watched them alone and then I rewatched them with my partner and I enjoyed fate zero, like the same on both watches, something about unlimited blade works on the second watch. I felt like it just didn't hit this. I don't know. It just, it was missing a lot. It was trying too hard to be what fate zero was. And like, I really don't vibe with Shiro's fucking uh what is it i don't i don't vibe with his ideals and i just wish that at the end they would have that archer okay. would have gotten through to him a little bit but there was a lot to like about it i mean there really was and maybe i'm being a little unfair because well, like the archer you, you shiro thing was really about, cool you were just talking about in those other like you know psychopaths or stuff like that or it's like or was it erased? I don't remember which one. You said that the guy would look through all the bad shit and still think that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And here's Shiro saying that I'm not going to break away from what I believe in because I believe I could make it so it won't happen again. And now you're saying, I don't like that idea, but you like it. And I don't know. It's just like you got to pick and choose. Maybe but. it's because Fruits Basket is a much more tame anime. And I can de I, I have maybe it's because I have an easier time seeing it in like a, a slice of life style rather okay. than yeah. it's like Shiro just got through this fucking death battle. Maybe I'm expect, maybe I'm expecting a little more trauma, but I don't hate him for it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like there were so many people, so many senpais, Kiritsugu <laughs> and older fucking Shiro. Yeah. That Archer were like, told bro, him. you have to like chill out on this. Like you cannot kill yourself for other people. That's not how to save yourself. And she... Oh. Nope. Oh, we got an ambulance we got a coming. We got a siren coming. I think it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone now. But um, <laughs> you can't save yourself from other people. Uh, you, whatever the hell I was saying. But then Shiro at the end was like, Nah, fam. I'm going to keep doing this. I will literally give my heart to someone. I will cut it out of my chest if they need it. God damn and right he will. I think the <laughs> only reason like he can survive for the rest of like time is because Rin is there being like, "All right, idiot, what are you doing? Stop it." I think that's what it is because remember the the three shows are basically his three love like yeah. ways and I think because of him being with Rin allows that path to be open, but if he goes to someone else, he would not go down that path. I'm not sure because uh, at the end Archer tells Ren, hey, look after me. Make sure I don't do something stupid. It's so. Yeah. 
I think but, that's um, why. Yeah. But I, there's a lot I liked. There's a lot I liked about... I mean, it was gorgeous. It was an amazing... God damn, is it beautiful. gorgeous. Yeah. And obviously, I'm a history buff, so, like, a whole new group of, like, servants to get all hyped about. I was like, all right, let's do this. This is sweet. But there were things that, like, whatever happened to Ryder in that one, it was completely unexplained. It was almost a throwaway character. Yeah, they there threw There were a lot of Ryder. little things like that that I feel like this particular fate lacked. But again, I think it still had a place in the in the almost in my top twenty, almost. You know? but it's twenty one. It is twenty one. Um, but don't don't take any of these as hate. I really like. I, I do want to say I really like all of these anime. I mean, there's not one of these on my top twenty five that I'm saying I don't like. If anything, I'm bringing up like my gripes to explain why it's so far down the list and why I have. So many things higher than it, I guess. But I love all these. If, if again, you want to watch party any of these motherfuckers, get at me. I have no idea how to do a watch party, but we'll figure it out. Okay, we can do this. We will get through this. All right, are we ready? Here's number twenty. Number twenty, Parasite the Maxim. Oh. And this one, I think, suffers the most from I haven't watched it in a while, um, syndrome, because. I cannot remember, like, a single... I won't say a single <laughs> thing, but I can't, like... I can't remember the actual events. I can remember certain plot points about the anime, but I can't remember, like, how things transpired. But I do remember, like, just how fucking well the characters were. Like, they felt so goddamn real in this invasion of the Body Snatchers crazy alien thing going on. So I have no doubts that if I rewatch this one... I think this would end up in probably my top 10. To be honest, the fact that it made it to top 20 and you barely remember, but I feel that because as I've watched more and more anime, I'm starting to be like, man, I'm having a hard time remembering every little thing that happened. It's tough. So, but it's still, it makes it on the list because it, it had a moment with you, you know? Yeah. And I, I it, it's another one of those, like a, a big thing for me as well is like, if I can watch every episode of an anime and not get bored once, I mean, that's a really big feat. And I don't remember getting, like, absolutely fucking dead bored with Parasite once. And it's happened with plenty of shows. Some of my top ten shows, there have been episodes where I'm like, wow, this kind of fucking sucks. Um, luckily, they make up for it with greater highs. But, like, I don't remember one time being in Parasite, like, where are they going? Why is this happening? This is boring. All of it needed to be there. It was real fucking solid. And, again, I can't, I can't speak to the character development of the main character more. It, it was just, it was so good. Absolutely. Fair enough, man. I wish I could say more about it. I really do. That's all right. We, we got time crunches anyway. All right. Um, so we are at number 19. Number 19. And for number 19, I am talking about one punch man. Ooh. And, um, I think it would have been higher if Madhouse would have kept the goddamn show. Cause like I said, Season two, it definitely, it suffered in the animation. So Okay, so let's talk about season one real quick. One of the crispiest animes I have ever seen. Like, it just, it looked so good. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen anything as far as, like, a battle anime, a fighting anime, especially with, like, some hand-to-hand -hand shit. I don't think I've ever seen anything look so goddamn good. Or it's at least in the same tier with, like, things like Demon Slayer and, and the Fates and whatnot. But goddamn, man. I just, oh, I can't speak. I can't speak to the animation enough. 
in season I, one. I'll take your word for it. I'm like, it's it's quickly going to grow as the, I want to watch it soon. It's just now yeah. it's seasonals, you know? Yeah. And in season one, it was hilarious. I mean, especially at the time I was kind of getting tired of the shonen tropes. I was I was like, all right, this is annoying. It was absolutely perfect for the time I watched it. I mean, it was fucking hilarious. The way they set up some of the fucking characters in the fights to just have it just die, have the flame die out in an instant. Outstanding. <laughs> um, so moving on to season two, uh, I like I've said, it sacrificed comedy for story, but it also kind of sacrificed animation as well for, for nothing. So it's almost like it just rebalanced but stayed even. Um, there's a, there's enough like philosophy and like psychology and stuff, but like, I know, I know people like Nux Taku say it's like one of the deepest shows like he's ever seen. And personally, I don't get that, but I, I like it for what it is. One Punch Man is like, it's one of those ones. Again, I really don't have a hard time. It's a really, really easy watch. It's a really easy watch. It's great for some laughs. The action, even in season two, like the action's really good. I really like Garo. He's a, he's a really cool villain type, and he's a tsundere. If anybody thinks differently, Garo, he walks around going, oh yeah, you think you're going to beat me, idiot? He says babaka a lot. It's like, he's a tsundere. I don't know what to tell you. He's a tsundere. Um, but yeah, dude, One Punch Man, fuck yeah. Number 19, 19. baby. Um, so number 18, uh, I just mentioned it, but we're looking at Demon Slayer. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, you this... don't have as much love for it as much as me, but it's still made the top 25. Yeah, this one definitely gets a lot of credit for um, for the animation and how amazing it looked. The story is probably, it's probably like the most above average kind of My Hero style like story. It's like, all right, you know, we're not going to do anything too absolutely crazy. We're not going to fucking blow the doors off with any brand new ideas. But it, it's just trying to be a fucking solid show with absolutely outstanding animation. And granted, I'm not a manga guy. I don't know where the story goes into, you know, into the future. It might end up being like an Attack on Titan where everybody's like, oh, it's overrated. It's, it's overrated. This is the best show I've ever seen ever. So who who knows? But from what I've seen, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, like One Punch Man for like the hand to hand stuff. But as far as like the the powers style goes with the swords and like the the kind of supernatural stuff. Demon Slayer is so beautiful, JD. Can I can oh I get an God. amen like on that one? Amen, brother. That whatever they do with that kind of traditional Japanese style, it looks like it's almost sitting on top of every, the screen. Every time they flows. do like the whole breathing technique when they yes. do the moves, like it's just fun. it made me want to work out nonstop. Like it's a completely different animation style, but somehow it looks like it's meant to be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Oh my god, it's just, it's so fucking gorgeous to me. And um, I really like the characters. Again, I don't think they're like, they're not some of my favorite characters of all time, but like Nezuko is an absolute ador- adorable character who's a straight badass and when Nosuke she needs to And Nosuke is literally an asshole, but in, in, after a while you realize he's got like that sensitive side. Yeah, like he, he's, the, he's the competitive one who's like, I don't care about anybody until you give me a good competition. And then it's like, all right, I'm never going to leave you. And that's what Tanjiro is to him. He's like exactly. the only guy who could ever stand up to him. And the name banter that they do, it's like, <laughs> Ganjito, Tanjiro, Donjito, Tanjiro, He just Nanjito, makes it up all the names. <laughs> and I love Zenitsu, man. Like, Zenitsu's great. Like, the whiny Simp ass. Simp number one. 
super simp dude. He's super whiny and I love that. And he's just, but he ends up like once he passes out and all of the, like his conscious anxiety thoughts go away, he's a straight pimp. And it's like, ah, dude, I would kill for that power. That's sick. Slicing and dicing since he was young. So, I mean, again, Demon Slayer, it's just, it's a great show, man. There's nothing, again, I don't think it's blowing the doors off with any new concepts or like any new fucking crazy shit. But it's it's fucking great. Like, they don't do anything bad, I don't think. Maybe, if I had to give it one gripe, I think Tanjiro's a little too sensitive to the demons. But I also, I'm not upset that they're trying to show, like, that these demons were once humans and that the real bad guy is, is what's his name? Who's who's the ultimate bad? Dude, I one? can't remember that far back. Oh, no, that's Michael Jackson. Yeah, we'll I call know him Michael Jackson. <laughs> they're really trying to get down to the Michael Jackson guy is the real bad guy because he's turning everybody into demons, <clears throat> and that these demons are just like oh, and guys he's in a bad circumstance. He's barely even using. He's not even using all his strength yet. So. No, no. So I get that, but there's maybe it's a little melodramatic, maybe. But everything else, man, it's it's just absolutely. I mean, it's it's like almost a perfect eight point five. There we go. There you go. And that's number 18, guys. Yes, it is. For number 17, I have Claymore at number 17. Wow. All right. I Claymore holds a special place in my heart, and I can't really pin down why. The, the color palette is kind of drab. The animation's not, like, absolutely outstanding. But there's something about the story. Maybe it's like just a host of female characters I can watch be completely fucking badasses along with like transformation kaiju monsters and shit. Maybe it's just everything about what Claymore is as a, as a story, as a as a concept. I just love so much. But like I tell everybody, man, watch this show. It's great. Again, the ending was kind of oof. But it was either it kind of came down to either like super big everybody dies or what happened. And I guess I'm happy that it kind of left the door open for more. I don't know if the manga continued or whatever. Maybe it's just like, okay. But I'm I'm noticing a trend that a lot of animes that you've watched, like they have like kind of an ass pulley kind of shit ending. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, I just some, noticed it. Definitely some of them that I've mentioned. Um, but I don't even think Claymore's ending was bad. It was... The word I would use is anticlimactic. I don't think it was so ass poly as it just... Like a Full it, Metal Alchemist ending. Kind of. Except the fight was really, really good at the end. It's just like... You know when you're about to see like the final clash... And then everything just kind of ends type deal. And it's like, all right, never mind. That's kind yeah, of how yeah. it felt. It's it's like if fucking if Ed was about to like put the final blow into father and he's like, hold on, I don't need to do this. <laughs> and it was like, OK, but but for what it for what the story was, it was fine. It was OK. I was just I was kind of excited to see like that, you know, the explosion, if you will. I wanted the money shot and I didn't get it. But fair, um fair enough. Some the characters are awesome, man. Like some of the they took a, a very different route in some of the development than uh than I've seen other characters take, and I think that helped. Um having a female cast definitely helped. And like just shout out to fucking Shonen Jump. I'm pretty sure it was a Shonen Jump anime. Or manga, but like shout out to fucking somebody having the balls to put like 
not just a female character as a shonen protagonist, but the whole fucking crew, the entire cast almost is fucking females and they all kick ass in their own separate ways and they're all going through their own shit. And like, I've said it before, but in the beginning, Teresa of the faint smile, like, God damn, dude, she's one of my favorite characters of all time. She, she chose to take the power that she had and say, fuck the rules. And she chose to help people instead. And it's like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. And that really carried on to the true main character of the show, Claire. And she's out there and she's just trying to do the good thing. And it's kind of a revenge fantasy. But but at the end, it's like, fuck revenge. Here's what's really important. It was... It, it, watch Claymore, damn it. <laughs> watch it. You can't say it enough. <laughs> um. So All yeah. Right, well, that was 17. There we go. 17. We're moving on. Um. 16 is ReZero. Oh, wow. There it is. Yes. Um thought ReZero definitely deserved a spot. Uh, I mean, Rem is my all-time. I mean, Rem's like one of my fucking waifus, like my all-time. I fell in love with Rem. Like, I can't deny it anymore. Like, when I first watched ReZero and subsequently every time after, I just, I'm looking at her with doting eyes. So she's a big, big part of why I love this anime. But there's a lot of other cool shit, man. Like, the return by death is such a cool concept. Like, the first time I saw that, it blew my goddamn mind. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. That's what I'm talking about. I'm Um, sorry, I'm letting you kind of say your piece, but trust me, dude. Ari Zero, you know already that we both love that show uh, very much. Dude, it's an absolute slap fest. And if they, um, I really like the world building that they have, man. Like, if they can kind of wrap a bow on some things, like the, uh, what, the royal selection or whatever the hell is going on. Like, all the, all the crazy different plot holes that they've got going on. Or, or plot lines, I should say, not holes. But all, all the plot lines that they have going on. I mean, if they can really fucking solidify all that and, and put it together, then I am honestly, like, this this could end up being way higher on my list. If they if they get all this shit done yeah. in, in, a, in a correct manner. I mean, it's it's got, it's got a lot of potential. And everything I've seen so far is really cool. I, I like what's going on with Subaru. His his whole psychology is probably some He's of gotten the... a lot better. They finally delved a little bit more into Subaru, and that's what we were complaining about because we hated him, but yeah. we never got to know like him personally. So we're just like, dude, this guy just fucks up everything. I feel that. But like so. his whole psychology, like the way he thinks and the shit that he goes through, I think it's it's some of some of the most interesting stuff I've ever seen in anime. I mean, he's that boy is going through it, and to watch the way he deals with stuff, it's really, really interesting. It's yeah, kind and of if anyone I, says they can do it better, they're lying. Yeah, I kind of liken it to why some people watch like serial killer documentaries and stuff. You're like, what, what is My going wife. on in your head? <laughs> Except you actually get this guy's inner monologue. Right. So, um, yeah, ReZero, man. Uh, don't don't fucking sleep on ReZero. Don't hate on ReZero. Yeah, very close to the top ten, guys. Take note. It's really good. It's really good. Um, and it definitely is one of the first anime I've watched, but I've rewatched it like two or three times since. And I've never on a rewatch. I've never been like, you know what? This actually kind of sucks. Every <laughs> time I'm like, this is really good. Why is everybody hating on this? Sure. It's not like the tightest plot ever, but it's not there to be like the best story ever written. It's definitely there for Subaru psychology. Personally, I'm hoping that they take some of the world building stuff and kind of wrap it up. But even if they don't, like, I think it, it'll stay kind of ranked where it is for me, just based on what they're doing with the main character alone. Fair enough, man. I, I, I dig that. Okay. Um, can you give me a timeout? I really got to take a piss.
Okay, this is going to be a timeout, guys. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. How was the pee? Uh, good. So, apparently all those sirens is, um, somebody, like, fucking four houses down hit a fucking telephone pole. So the fact that we still have internet is fucking outstanding. Oh, damn. Yeah. Hopefully he's alright. Yeah, I hope so, but, you know. Either way, I told him, I, I know you're gonna wait till top ten, but I already recapped what we were at, and now we're at number fifteen, so you can go for it, my friend. Oh, Jesus, okay, I was just gonna cut that whole part, but... You can. Uh, it's really up to you. I even said that you're going to play some nice music, so I don't want to be a liar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> all right, we're at number 15, right? Number 15, bud. Number 15. Death Note. There it is. Yes, Death Note. An absolute fucking classic. Um, I definitely think it suffered from the last... Uh, I mean, you already know. When L, After L's gone, it's like... Oh, why am I watching this? Spoilers. But then, at the end, it's like, all right, well, um, that was so worth it. I don't know. But, like, again, some of them, this is this this show is, like, the big brainiest, this is, like, the grandpa big brain of all the anime. It's, like, all the other super big brain, galaxy brain, high IQ shows, they, they look to Death Note to see how to do it. Some of the most melodramatic, crazy fucking schemes I've ever seen. It's like, I'll I'll be writing with my right hand, and then I'll take a potato chip, and I'll eat it. It's like, <laughs> all right, you know, as crazy melodramatic as that was, and as meme as that was, like, what he was doing right there was fucking, like, brilliant. Light and L are two of, like, perhaps the two smartest characters I've ever seen in anime. Shit is nuts, man. And to watch them play like spy versus spy against each other, it's like, wow, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, um, man. It was really cool. A, a very good look into how just power corrupts no matter what. It's like, you know, I again, if you if you think Light Yagami was in the right out here, then hit hit me up. We need to have a discussion. Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> let's ta let's talk. Please, please have a seat. The hell is wrong with you? Have a seat. Have, have a seat. Please have a seat. <laughs> um, it has been a minute since I've watched Death Note, so I don't um, I don't remember too many like detailed details, but um, yeah, man, like one of the, one of the tightest shows I've ever seen. Some of the some of the most intelligent stuff I've ever seen. I mean, the way fucking L, this I I honestly think L was a smarter character than Light because Light had the fucking Death Note. But L was keeping up with Light the entire time while having almost zero information and not being able to kill people at the drop of a hat. And L was almost one-upping. Like, L is such a husbando for me. I never talk about it, but, like, that crinkly little bastard that never wears shoes, I love him so much. He's very, very good. So I, I was really upset after, after I didn't get to see L anymore. Spoilers. And I think that's why it's all the way down at 15. Fair enough. Number 15. Mm-hmm. All right. Number 14. And I don't know if you're ready for this one. Oh, boy. Number 14 is Black Clover. Oh, boy. Here we go. It, it almost. I'm just glad it's not top 10. I was going to ask, did you, where did you think this one was going to fall for me? 
uh, either 11 or 10. You were going to put it in top 10 because it technically hasn't finished and it has a chance to end up being even like shitty for you and like all that work for nothing. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe. We'll see. But um, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Black Clover, man. It, it's the it's the animation. It's the artwork that really that really makes it suffer. And the pacing in some, especially the beginning, the pacing was very, very bad. So I can't be out here saying it's like one of the best fucking shows ever. But it has, I have gotten attached to these characters in a way I never really thought I would. Like, as I'm watching the show, I'm kind of, you know, all all the things that are happening feel mildly generic. And it's like, all right, you know, this is cool. It's whatever. And then before I know it, Noelle gets a new power and I'm like fucking holding back tears like you go, girl. I knew you could do it. All you had to do was get over the feeling of fucking inadequacy that was brought on by your family and your brother mostly. And <laughs> you just got to believe you just got to do it. And uh, and then I started to really see like what Black Clover was all about. And I mean, people might not like the way that the power system runs, but the power system is completely connected to like emotions, you know, you Characters are able to unlock new powers depending on, like, emotional breakthroughs. And the powers have a lot to do with the type of fucking... The type of self, like... self, The type of breakthrough that you had. So it's like, you know, I realize I have to be more assertive in life. And you'll get, like, an attack spell. And it's... It, it, it all comes with character... The character development and the fucking power system are all really wrapped into one. And it's kind of like every new power is kind of like Goku going Super Saiyan 1. Obviously not that much impact, but it's the same idea. You know, he needed that overabundance of emotion to break through that cap. Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean, Black Clover, I just... You won't get any praise from me, bud. I know you won't. I know. I just... It would be so much higher if it was a... If it was consistently good in the animation... I haven't watched the new new stuff, so maybe I've heard that it gets better. And like as the show went on, there were parts that got better. But I feel like Perot's being lazy about it, and <laughs> I have to I have to look at some things objectively and realize that like Black Clover could be better, man. It could be a lot better. Could be a lot but better. That being said, it's fucking dope. There we and go. It's and it's 14. number fourteen. Hell yes. So. Now we are moving into my nine rankings on Mal, if anybody's curious. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yes, this is how it happens. So for number 13, we are talking about um, an anime I just finished recently, Code Geass. There we go. Code Geass. It did not make top 10. I thought you were going to have recency bias with this. No. Um, the uh, Shout out to Frostnado in our Discord, but he said it. He's like uh, probably one of the best endings in anime ever. And I, I do have to say this almost has like the opposite effect of some of the other animes I've watched. It's like the whole anime, as you're watching it, it's kind of like, all right, this is getting a little sloggy. One of my biggest problems with, with Code Geass is it felt like it had four or five climaxes. So it's like, oh my God, this is so super intense. Bam, boom, things happened. And then it kind of fell back down to sort of more mundane things. So the can the continuous up and down is really fucky for me. But like damn dude, that ending wrapped it all together. It was so good. Like he was the guy and then he was the dude and 
And then that dude showed up and it was like, boom, and like, wow, and I'm doing fucking Hinata explaining right now. Booms, bangs, and bombs, and pops, and poops. And then we went like, whoo, and it was like, boom, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I really don't want to spoil anything because it's like, damn, but but shit, man. And um, I really like the, the themes behind Code Geass. Um, like I said, some of the fucking mech fights in it were really good. It, I, I think it's an underappreciated mecha for being like a mecha like not a lot of people talk about it as as if it's like big robot fights they always talk about it as like a super political anime which it is it's very fucking political but also big robot fights my dude like awesome big robot fights you we need to talk about this big more robot fights yeah like we need to talk about the fights in fucking uh code geass more as a community as an anime community we need to do this well you need to voice your concerns to someone that does care about mech fights well, that's what I'm doing right here, man. Um, this is my platform. <laughs> Mechas, baby. Let's go. Get at me with dope-ass mech fight animes to watch. I feel like I'm being too nice to you this episode, but this is all about you, so I don't want to be too mean, so. No, fuck that, dude. Roast my ass. If you, if, okay, especially because I'm going to start coming up to a lot of anime that you've seen. Oh, I know. I'm waiting for the top so, 10, so yeah, that's so what I'm waiting like, for. Yeah, so, like, if you are like, how the fuck did you have this anime over that anime and want to take 10 minutes and call me a dumbass? By all means, I don't have to rate me up. <laughs> all right. Um, bam. We are at number 12, right? Oh, we're at number 12. We're getting to it. Kaguya-sama Love is War is my number 12 anime of all time. Thank God this is not top 10. I would have fucking roasted you. Dude, if I could have seen season two, I've heard it's better. Oh season two is better than season one. <laughs> um, damn, dude. It would have probably made it if, if that is true. But, like, this had funny, this had, like, psychological, like, trauma torment. It had fucking a romance aspect to it. And I, like, got really attached to the characters by the end. Like, I thought Kaguya was just a bitch. And then it's like, wow, I I love you so much. Chika, Chika Fujiwara makes this show a top 15 fucking show by herself, my dude. Like, she's the, she's so good. She's an amazing character. And, like... I, have I told you about the volleyball scene in this one? Um, not sure, to be honest. Okay. You'll probably never watch it, or it'll be forever, but there's a scene where uh, the class president, he's the tall blonde guy, if you've ever seen like any of the characters, but he, he, he needs to join a club, a sports club, and he's like, I'm trying to get good at volleyball. Turns out Chica's pretty good at volleyball, so she's like, I'll take you under my wing, I'll teach you, and she goes through like a bunch of the fucking shit, and it shows her, like, teaching him how to serve. And it, it goes into straight, like, high cue mode, where it's like he does the jump serve, and it fucking goes into slow motion, and you can hear the wind, and he fucking smacks it, and it's, like, perfect. And Chica's all excited. And then he's like, all right, can you teach me how to receive and set and do all this other stuff? And her, her face just, like, drops, and it gets all, like, dark lines, and she's like, oh, my God. So anyway, it, it, the next scene is him in a game, and it's like, it's pretty much like a 30 second clip of Haikyuu. He's absolutely murdering it. He's fucking setting, he's receiving, he's Beating spiking. He's doing everything. And then it shows Kaguya going, wow, he's really good at volleyball. And fucking Chika's standing right next to her with this like dead, deadpan look going, I raised that boy. <laughs> and I laughed my fucking ass off so hard. I did not do that scene justice, but it's It's, it's all right. So I, I hear you, man. Man, like, Kaguya had a little bit of everything for a romance-type 
comedy for a rom-com. And it had this like crazy death note psychological aspect. I just deep. take it a little bit personal. We all have our own opinions, but shout out to, uh, uh, you know, Matt from Otaku Melancholy. But I believe okay. he said a statement saying that when people are saying Attack on Titan is like anime of the year. And then he's like, we're going to act like Kaguya-sama wasn't better with season two. And after hearing that statement, I'm like, yeah, Attack on Titan is way better. I hate Kaguya-sama when you compare a romance anime with Attack on Titan. But You've I get it's had, anime you, of the year, but he made that statement. Shout out to you, man. I know it's all opinion-based, but I was like, motherfucker, now it's war. So, so you, you've always had that thing about you, though, um, where if you like something and someone compares it poorly to something else. Yeah, I immediately your brain is like, like <laughs> well, I can't like that fucking thing now. Yeah. It's like if a, this br- is what br- viewers of this show <laughs> think that they compare to Attack on Titan and bring those together. Fuck y'all. I ain't watching it. Like, I don't know, man. Attack on Titan was some of the most amazing stuff I've ever seen. That's um, what I mean. We will and get it's to so that different. Like, eventually. there's romance, real life shit to, like, fucking Attack on Titan, like, but, apocalyptic shit going on. There's, like, no romance. So, I mean, make no mistake, man. I, I haven't seen Kaguya-sama season two, so keep this in mind. It's number 12 with me only seeing season one. But I, I have no, no doubt that, like, it can compete for anime of the year. If it's anything like season one, but this attack on Titan was special. That's what, that's what Person. I'm saying, man. I just but, wanted to bring that up. That's, no, that's I my mean, little I, and I don't, break. I don't hate that opinion very much. Like as much as you do, but I don't know if I'd agree with it. Hey, I respect the opinions, even if okay. it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh man. All right. Moving on. Number 11. So just outside of the top 10. Are you ready? Yep. I don't think you're ready. It's Ma- it's uh, Madoka Magica. Oh my god! Yeah, yep. this is where I don't agree with you. I know, I know. It would probably not even it, make you. It wouldn't 25. even. It wouldn't make my top twenty-five at all. I love this fucking show. I really. I mean, the fact that I put it outside of the top ten is kind of surprising. The to fact me, that but... it beats Kaguya, Love Is War, which you just said may be able to keep compete with Attack on Titan, means you think Madoka Magica is even better at competing, and it's like fuck no, it ain't. I th- well, that's the thing though. Um, me saying that competing with Attack on Titan was if I had seen season two, because right. I had heard it gets better. So I, I can't. I- I'm just saying, like, if they did another Madoka Magica with like the same staff and the same director and everything, and they like expanded on the story, I think it could make it much much better. But it's too late for that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And like the gripes that you had about the show that you have about the show. You're not coming from a place that's wrong. You're correct. It was crunched. It was tight. It could have been expanded more. We could have gotten more time with the characters. Yep. I feel you, dog. But even that being said, what we did get, what I was able to see, was enough for me. And I absolutely fell in love. Even though Madoka didn't do a damn thing, like the not whole a goddamn show, thing in the name. Something about like just finding out what happened in the end in the whole thing with homura it just it made everything make sense and i, I that last scene where it's like it's just the, the the text over like the fucking galaxy or whatever and it's like no matter what someone out there loves you it's like oh man maybe i'm giving it a little too much credit for that one but it's like that's the i think that was the theme that the show really wanted to drive home is that you will always have... You can find love out there. And it's like, yes, thank you for that. 
And I loved, I just loved everything about it, man. It was that kind of dark edginess while being kind of wrapped up in a magical girl. So it was unsuspect, unsuspecting and well, not so much for you because you, you knew you had the internet. So you knew what was going on. Fair enough. I mean, I hear you, man. You're definitely not wrong in that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If I ever uh, do. That being said, before this top 10, I need to go take a piss now myself. I'll be back. Oh boy. A few moments later. Okay. You ready? Yep, we're we're into it now. We are at the top ten. Did you want to recap the rest of them before we get into it? We got twenty five is Fooly Cooly, twenty four is Erased, twenty three Psychopaths, twenty two Girls Uns Panza, twenty one Fate Unlimited Blade Works, twenty Parasite the Maxim, nineteen One Punch Man, eighteen Demon Slayer, seventeen Claymore, sixteen Re Zero, fifteen Death Note. 14, Black Clover, 13, Code Geass, 12, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, and then 11 wraps it up at Madoka Magica, and I don't agree with that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I bet you'll agree with this one, though. Here we go. It's in the top 10. What is it? At number 10, we're looking at Promised Neverland. Oh, yes, I do agree with that. And this one is another one that has a lot to do with... It's the potential of this show. Oh, so, yeah. I mean... Again, some I love the galaxy brain characters who are smarter than I am is always a good thing for me. And um, even at that young age, <laughs> yeah, all of these characters are just absolute fucking geniuses. Norman, Ray, fucking uh, Emma, all of them. It's great. Um, damn, dude, the potential of this show is is outstanding to me. This could end up being like this. Ed could end up supplanting one of my top three, perhaps. I mean, I I love everything that's going on. The mystery aspect the crazy world that we know is completely different from ours but it's we it's haven't still grounded seen, in some reality but we haven't seen any of this other world all we've exactly. seen is this orphanage in the english countryside or at least that's what it looks like and you but hear that there's other farms and they're like one of the best farms so yeah but we have no idea what society looks like apparently it's demons but like are there humans out there is there a resistance going on there's something happening because remember guy with like the the morse code letters or whatever in the book yeah that he put in the books yep yeah like what dude that that alone is like is really getting my jollies fucking my jollies rogered if you will <laughs> my jollies rogered <laughs> if you know what i mean i mean i just love that crazy cryptic fucking like secret message in the in the thing in all the books and it's like someone's out there and someone knows what's happening and it's do you remember reading the book the giver no, I never read that. You ever that read book. that one? Well, it's like no. it's it's a dystopian, so it's like at the end it's revealed that like society is actually really bad and they're like doing a lot of bad stuff and it's like, "Whoa, holy fuck." But I just kind of want to see like exactly what is going on. And I love all the characters and I mean, I could throw it in the top 10 for Phil alone. I mean, come on. Do do we want to do we want to mention spoilers cuz I don't remember, but can I mention it? Do you think Connor's alive? Not Connor, Norman. Norman, God damn it! Why do Connor I keep from saying Trash that? Taste is definitely alive. Sea Dog <laughs> VA is fine. <laughs> he is fine. He will not be dead. I promise you. Yeah, no, this actually isn't spoilers because I haven't looked it up. Um, but I honestly do, in my heart of hearts, believe Norman is alive. He had a plan. Yeah. Okay, that's I, what I thought. But also, imagine if they did kill him off, and you're like, "Damn, you did I, it." I'd be bummed, but I'd also be really, I'd be more bummed that they killed him off screen. I think there's a reason they didn't show him die. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's there's got to be something behind that. The Promise Neverland is too good of a story to to not understand that if you show something like that or don't show something like that, 
then the viewers are going to expect something from it. Exactly, exactly. Yes, so I mean, fucking be on the lookout for when I get to 100 anime and do the top 25 again, that The Promise Neverland will probably be, hopefully be higher, or maybe it really disappoints me and it'll be off this list. Who knows? Oh boy. So at number nine, we are going for an absolute classic. We are talking Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. There we go. Wow. One of the best plots I've ever I've ever experienced in media. I mean, just from front to back, the fact that everything Father was doing was in the beginning of a nation. I mean, this was 400 years of planning from all that was going on, and it just so happened that these two boys who fucked up and tried to bring their mom back through alchemy would end up being like the heroes that we needed. To, I, to be all honest, this is the long game, like planning is, this is the long game type of shit. Yep. But like we said before, this is a 64 episode thing, but it needed all the 64 episodes. But when you get through it, you're like, it, it all made sense. So. Oh yeah. Um, I think the one thing that personally I thought it lacked was one or two characters for me to get completely head over heels about. I really liked Ed. I really liked Al. I liked the Greed Ling combo. Winry was a great, amazing waifu. Yeah, she but is. But none of them truly swept me off my feet like a lot of the shows that are coming up had had at least one character that I am just like, oh my god, I would kill and or die for you. Um, right. But even that being said, it was like all the characters were like an 8 out of 10. They just none of them hit that peak. And I think that's why it kind of... That's the one thing I can say lacked about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. But like everything else about the show, it's just so fucking crisp, man. It's like even... I mean, the fights, I guess, weren't super choreographed, but... It's not really uh, a, one a of the big downsides is, is kind of the choreograph, and I know it's not more on that. But to be honest, the the Brotherhood was like it's not like an old anime; it's pretty decent, and it's not like it was done bad. But having sixty four episodes, I just I thought they could do better on like some of the big moments that finally happened. It's not like there was a fight every single episode. So yeah, yeah, I guess I we would have liked to see a little bit more of it. You like? I think me and you like to see. Uh, the good guy and the bad guy, the two people fighting, you like to see some exchange. You like to not really know who's going to win. But... Yeah, and it doesn't need to be fist on fist. It just needs to be a bunch of moments, like one gets the upper hand, the other gets the upper hand, stuff like that. It doesn't yeah. always have to be punches. I don't know. It just seemed like it was quick and it lackluster. So. Yeah, but I also, I get where they're coming from because in the to keep to keep legit with the plot and how tight it is, what they did to Father at the end didn't really leave a whole lot of room for that kind of battle exchange. Like, they kind of fucking screwed his pooch. And without that, it was either we we kind of whooped the shit out of Father, or we all die a horrific death. There was really no <laughs> yeah. in-between for the plot, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him the pass on here. Yeah, everyone had to come together. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, welcome to the top ten. Number nine, babe. Yeah. Um, so number eight, uh, it is a, I've only talked about it a little bit, but we're, we're looking at Mob Psycho 100. Man, that made the top 10. Yeah, for how little you talk about it. I mean, you have recently, but I'm just really surprised. It's great, man. I, it's everything I kind of want One Punch Man to be. It's, it's the same creator. It's the same idea, you know, overpowered main character, 
Um, but it's more about the development, the emotional development of characters rather than it's not about getting stronger. For Mob, it, it, the entire anime isn't about him gaining strength. It's about him controlling the strength he already has. Because he's like the most powerful esper that the world has ever seen. And every time somebody's like, hi, I'm stronger, Mob is like, no, you're fucking not. His only problem is that his, uh, his power is completely tied to emotion. And when, you know, you know when you just kind of like lose it and like whether it be you cry or you see red or you just lose all sense of emotion and you're just fucking you're you're completely absorbed by it. Right. That's when his power gets out of control and he can hurt people like he doesn't really understand what he's doing. It's almost like his power just overtakes him. And he's like in the beginning, they keep flashing back to like a scene where he hurt his little brother doing that. And it really fucked with him in the head and it made him like really timid because he never wanted to hurt anybody because of something he couldn't control. So it's all about Mob finding out like who he is, who he wants to be. And the overall theme of the show is something that really, really sticks with me and that I, I love. It's that just because you can do something, i.e. in Mob's case, he's the most powerful Esper in the world. That does not make him one ounce better than any other person walking down the street. Because, you know, Mob can move things with his mind, but can he fix a computer? Can he can he fix an electrical fucking wire? Does he know the right way to fucking cut a blowfish to not have poison come out so you can eat the fucking thing? No. <laughs> everybody is special in their own special way, and everybody has talents and things about them that not that nobody else has. Just because you have money doesn't mean you're fucking better than somebody because you might not be as beautiful a caring person. Just everything down to that. If you're a really athletic dude, that doesn't mean you're better than the guy who's good at video games or who's fucking who can code because you each have a different set of skills. So and exactly. it's a con man that's telling you all this. And it's just it that whole theme and trying to find out like find out who you are without having to be better than other people to do it. And he just keeps it throughout the anime. All the bad guys kind of get this like message shoved in their face by how fucking badass Mob can be. Coming from such a timid dude who just really wants to find out who he is in life. I relate to it a lot is I think where I'm coming from there. No, I understand, man. I like that was really in depth. I appreciate that. That was a good one. Dude, yeah. I mean, that Mob Psycho is one of the few anime where I can really express my feelings about the overall tone and themes of the anime wholeheartedly without getting my words jumbled up. I know exactly what I want to say about it. Yeah, fair enough, man. I feel that. Cool. So moving on. Oh, we got number seven and I have brought oh, it up boy. earlier, but here is where Attack on Titan lies for me. Wow. Attack on Titan has yes. made number seven. Um, we're, we're Fuck waiting. you, Kaguya. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're waiting to see what's going on with the final season. Depending on what happens, it's either going to be a lot higher, and I know there's not too many spots, but it's either going to be a lot higher or a lot lower on this list. Oh, and I, they make the number five, top five. Bay, I guys. wouldn't be, I mean, to supplant my top, I think, I kind of think my top three is kind of obvious to any consistent listeners, so. I'm pretty so much these, expecting it, yeah. Yeah, these next few are like the real big ones, but like, this is the only show going right now that I can see somehow supplanting my top three depending on how they do this final season. 
I mean, you know me, I've said it, I said it in this episode, I'm an endings guy. If you can put yeah. a bow on this fucking series, and I don't, it doesn't even have to be a happy bow. This can be a <laughs> nothing is right. It can this can be a, a devil man crybaby bow. Yeah, this can end in fucking, essentially nuclear war for all I care. If it's done fucking right, then goddamn, I don't know. This is, oh man, another one of those animes that you have to watch the whole thing to truly understand it, but I think this had a little bit more of, like, it, it really showed you the mystery as things were going. That's something I think Code Geass lacked, is it It was kind of, like, not really explaining to you. JD, you've watched, we're bringing it to the real world right now, you've watched Sons of Anarchy, right? Yes, I have. All right, remember how Jax Teller was, like, doing all this crazy stuff behind people's backs? And we were and, like, dude, you're fucking up, what are you doing? Yep, yeah, and, and even the end. audience was like, I have no idea what the plan is here, but then at the end of the arc It all or whatever, comes together. He's like, haha, I love it when a plan comes together. That's what Code Geass did, but I think Attack on Titan, it gave you a little bit. It's almost as if, like, Jax Teller was doing all that stuff, but every now and then he just, like, looked at one character and said, hey, uh, don't worry, I'm gonna kill this guy in two days. Don't worry, I've already got it all figured out, my friend. And that's kind of how it felt. Like, Attack on Titan kept, like... It was like, look at all this crazy stuff happening. Hoo-ha, Titans, walls, hoo-ha. But it kept, like... It would be in the middle of the pitch, and it's like, yeah, so, you know, the Titans and the humans gotta kill it and whatnot, and nothing is what it seems. And then, yeah, yeah, the humans <laughs> are gonna go out, seems. and then... And the Titans are humans. And then we're gonna go out, and it's like, holy fuck, dude, I love it, man. It's so cool, and... And I just didn't expect, you know, if you want real spoilers, go listen to our Attack on Titan episode. But, like, I did not expect the whole world to be kind of, like, cracked open like an egg and be like, hello, there's more. There's Surprise. more to this world. Finally. Like, I knew there was more. I didn't know there was that much more. Fuck me, dude. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to. So far, I can't argue with these. Like, Mob Psycho, it's your thing. And I've noticed that out of all 25 so far, seven of them I've watched. So... We're not, this is where we're spread out, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's fair. But I also, you know, we have our own taste and we're, we're, yeah, we when still I do have mine, that bad you're probably not going to know half of them either. So, yeah, we still have that bad habit though of like, hey, you should watch this. And then we're like, oh, okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah whatever. I'm, I'm going to have to force you to watch Vinland. So, <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, I'm so lazy. I just want to stay at my own house and do nothing. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. <laughs> Here we go. We're almost in the top five anime. Okay, number six. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, it didn't make the top five. It did not. Um, JoJo's and number five, the anime at number five, I teetered on. Because I, I have such a boner for both of them. You all know, like, my JoJo boner gets long and, and, and girthy, and it's like, fuck, I love JoJo's. I want to inject my veins with nothing but stand names and fucking Hamon. But I had to be realistic. And there were times in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where I was bored. Where there were episodes that I didn't like. I had a problem with a lot of part four. So I guess the way I put JoJo's is the highs are so unbelievably high. Like, I've never been so hype about anime as I have watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But much like, you know, crack cocaine... The lows are that much lower. And I heard like, the first season drags like a bitch. Like, everybody in the Discord see, wants to skip it. Nissi, and I, I can completely disagree with that. In the rewatch, your first watch, you're looking at it like, what is going on? None of this is relevant to what you thought JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was. But it is important to the story. 
where I think it honestly dragged was mostly part three because there was a lot of like, I mean, it was fucking 49 episodes and most of those episodes were one and done stand users as an enemy. So you can imagine how that could get kind of boring after a while, you know? Yeah, repetitive. And it's it's kind of like watching Pokemon and Ash is catching a new Pokemon every week. And it's like, all right, but where's the overall story going? That why had... doesn't he fucking age? But again, yeah. <laughs> why doesn't God, Jotaro get some age? fucking hair on his nuts? Jesus Jotaro's Christ. just getting younger throughout the parts. It's weird. And they're getting less muscles. <laughs> that's what I you know, said. no, dude. They less muscly and more fucking like a Vogue model. But that's what Araki wants. Who am I to argue? But yeah, like part three, man, and like part four, there were times where it's like, ah, I just am not having a good time right now. But again, the most amazing scenes in anime I've ever seen, some of the best fights I've seen, some of my all-time favorite anime characters, they all come from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The vibe, the poses, the music, it's it's all such, it's the whole package of JoJo I love. But I had to be realistic and I had to put it at six and not number five because, you know, everything else, it's like the shows from here on out. I really can't remember an episode where I've been as bored as I have been at certain times of JoJo's. Do you, do you feel me, dog? Hey, I feel you. I can't, Once again, I can't comment too much about it. I know I thought it was going to hit your top five, be number five, but I was one off. So, hey, I'm I all thought good. it was too, but um, I definitely my next two. Or I had to I had to put them here just at thinking about them as, as much as I love talking about JoJo's and excited as I get these next two are just there's something truly fucking special about these next two shows. Well, let, that, let, let's crack into it. I want to see right. this top five now and get the ball rolling. So at number five, it is Haikyuu. Okay. Yes. Okay. An anime that All right. everybody just watch Haikyuu. I don't care if you like volleyball or not. You think I gave a fuck about volleyball? Before I started watching Haikyuu, not one bit. Now he wants to watch fucking now volleyball. Now I want to I play volleyball. I want to watch Olympic volleyball. By the way, Let's we're going to be this. doing volleyball soon uh, inside. Mm. I'm going to talk with you probably during the winter time. So Hell yeah, dude. That, that'd actually be fun. Yeah, I yeah. am into it. <clears throat> but Haikyuu, man, for the same reason I put JoJo at number six, I put Haikyuu at number five. I have never watched an episode of Haikyuu and thought, I am truly bored I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Have there been a few episodes where I'm like, all right, this isn't the most exciting thing Like the ever. latest season, yeah. Yeah, there was a few episodes where it's like, all right, this is... This, I could take it or leave it, sure. But then the very next episode or like the last scene of the episode, you see fucking Hinata talking to uh, Kageyama and he's like, you know, they're bickering. And then uh, I, at the end, he's like, I know you can fly higher. And fucking Hinata's like, I can and it's like, fuck, inspiration, let's go. I, I've never seen an anime hit on every single character. Every one has something special and is worth being in the show. If we ever do an episode on useless characters, I tell you what anime won't be represented in it, Haikyuu. And if you do put someone in there, we're probably going to go and find you and punch you. I How could you? I mean, even like Shimizu, the quiet fucking team manager, you think, oh, she's just there to be ogled at and she's just the team manager. But then nope. in the, especially in the newest season, you find out like she has like legitimate goals in life and she's a truly caring person and she's always wanted just a friend, even down to like, like Oikawa. He's my favorite character because 
there's something so special about him, and he's he hasn't been featured in two fucking seasons. No, wait, no, he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, and he's just he's almost like a backburner character at this point. But like, he's my favorite because of how they took and used a side character to show the difference between being like truly talented at something and working your ass off. And that's something I and then being I a really, team player. Yeah, and it's like. Oikawa isn't the the ultimate talent, you know. He's not he's not LeBron James out there and just the perfect body build and the most athletic guy in the world. But he works harder than anybody else, and he tries. Some in would every say aspect. he's the Tom Brady. Yeah, very very similar. He's running. I mean, Tom Brady's combine that says it all. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> but like, man, I I can't speak highly enough about Haikyuu. It does almost everything right. Um, just. I can't say one bad thing about it. And that's where we're getting to. Like my top five anime are to the point where I can't say bad things about them. And it's just more about the good stuff I want to talk about. There we go. I mean, I'm not going to argue this one. I actually thought it may be able to crack top three, but um, it was in the area. So I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I think, I don't know if I'd say it suffers because it's volleyball, but Something about having like crazy, you know, anime powers in world, you know, world ending stakes and like amazing fights. I mean, I'm still a shonen boy at heart. So that stuff really means a lot to me. But like, I mean, Haikyuu is just it um, It might be like the perfect show, all things considered. Again, it it might not have the crazy, crazy highs that Jojo has, but it's so it's uh, it's just you never have a bad time watching an episode. At least I don't. I don't know about anybody else out there, but love it. All right, okay. there's number five. So we are at number four. Yes, so number four now is Fate Zero. Here we go. Now Here we go. Did you, okay. What, this is, this is way too low in my opinion, but I, I forget how much, like once I told you you were going to like Kiritsugu and the whole style and how the show was done, I knew you were going to love it, but I did not think it would really get this low. For some fucking reason, I'm like, I don't see it as that great of a show. It's great but it's not that great. I absolutely love it. It's every, and I think that might have a little bit to do with why I, I hate on Unlimited Blade Works sometimes, or I have higher expectations for it because of what came first. I mean, Fate Zero, it has the fucking action. It has the history buff stuff. It has the crazy psychology of characters and the, the way they think. And it's it's almost like you're getting into the head of people like like the ruler of fucking Babylon, Gilgamesh, or Sumeria, or whatever, and fucking Alexander the Great, and I, I feel like they did such a great job of portraying how these historical figures might have truly acted, how they might have truly felt, and they all had such an interesting place. Like, I mean, I'll gush about Ryder for a minute, but just the way he looked at life, I mean, I'm not a guy who believes that, like, the one the world should be conquered i think like imperialism and like conquering the world is a bad thing but i'm also looking at rider and it's it seems like such a wholesome thing to do conquer the world when he's talking about it and it's because he's of his convictions and he's presenting it in a i want to love life and i just want to experience everything to the fullest even though i'm this historical fucking well, that's what you want to giant. look at when you're following a king he's a great person to follow that's what you want to do is inspire when you sure. want to rule and like my favorite thing about like the especially the scene with all three of them but um saber gilgamesh and rider i mean all three of them 
they there's such a it's such a crazy triangle of of different ways to rule fucking saber was such a a a selfless ruler and she just she never fucking it was it was never about like what her people did wrong and it was always about what she could do better Ryder was just such a carefree ruler and he ruled i mean he led by example he was if your people see you being happy and living a good life they will be happy in living a good life and gilgamesh was just the the absolute king the king of kings there's a reason they called him that i mean he was the absolute i am better than all of you i am fucking royalty everybody is below me i mean the historical gilgamesh from like the fucking um the sumerian legends or whatever he had a thing where like every time like jd if you get married gilgamesh gets to sleep with your wife before you do yeah, yeah, no, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, he was a complete fucking piece of shit, and they got that down so well in the anime. And I didn't even touch on Kiritsugo. I mean, just him alone, the way he fucking his whole his he's whole one of timeline. my favorite characters. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I um, mean, he, he might even be like top three favorite characters for me uh, as well. Yeah, exactly. But everything that boy went through, and and it wasn't just him. It's not like the show just said. We're going to make this about Kiritsugu. It had all of Kiritsugu shit, as well as, like, had it gave Kira an entire fucking backstory. Kire? Kire. Kire, Kira. Kotamine, yeah. Yeah, he had an entire fucking um, character arc that was really, really interesting. I mean, um, the guy with Berserker, he was doing everything, quote-unquote, for Sakura, but look at how batshit crazy that made him towards the end, and look at all the bad stuff he did. And see, that's where my complaints are, though, because some characters, I know it's, it's, this is a prequel, so it's a lot more darker than Unlimited Blade Works or any of the next, um, uh, movies made after or shows, so that's why I feel like you do like the darker style of things, mostly. I do, and it didn't feel like it was trying to be edgy, like, It like wasn't Elfin- trying to, but, like, that guy, like you said, where he gets infected, become the Berserker, to try to save Sakura, and he ends up just being dead on the side of the road, like, just just trash because he he couldn't survive all the torment and they just to me felt like some of the characters that they really built up a story and it wasn't just about kiritsugu and kire they kind of threw them to the back burners and it's like they picked it up to throw it away but it's like hey don't worry about them though they really didn't matter we're going back to kiritsugu here that's that's what happened you and see, i don't know it just it, didn't feel like it was fully developed by the end it didn't have a great conclusion as far as berserkers master goes i think this hit on very much the same the same level as um from Madoka Magica. Um fuck, who was the blue haired girl? The blue haired girl. Sayako. Sayaka. Yeah, Sayaka, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was trying Mrs. to bitches a lot. So well I think it was trying to show the same idea. It's like if you do things for other people without their approval, then it's never going to go well. It's like if I, and it's very similar to like how ReZero and everything that um, Subaru does, quote unquote, for Amelia, she didn't ask for any of it. No. Kind of the same idea, except this is just showing like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, bud. You fucked up. Like, you did all this for these people, and look at how much you ended up hurting them because you but took on a responsibility. But also he was framed, and that wasn't even his fault. Yeah, but again, like, I don't really... At the end of the day, he choked her out at the love of his life to death. 
and I get it, like, you were kind of broken, but that's that's an evil thing you ended up doing to the person you were trying really hard to save. I'm not saying that he was, like, a terrible guy, but I just think it, the psychology of it all is where it's I'm sitting back going, oh my god, that was a masterpiece. And like you said, to, to you, he was kind of a throwaway character, but that's why this show means so much to me, because I saw the... There was just something amazing about what he did with almost every single character. Even like Iris Veal, who was just the fucking vessel for the Holy Grail, had such an amazing like character development and character arc for being, for all intents and purposes, a fucking puppet. You know? Yeah, you find that out too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just, everything about Fate Zero, it's one of those ones where it was a super tight, super tight plot. Like the plot was the most... The plot was so solid. All of the characters I absolutely loved. I just feel like it had everything that I loved about things like Attack on Titan and Full Metal Alchemist and everything that I loved about like Haikyuu and fucking Mob Psycho. It just, it had it all. And yes, it was a dark, dreary package. But at the end, there was just that little glimmer of light that it's, if you can save someone, if you can save one person, you can save the world. Maybe not directly, but if everybody saves one person, if everybody helps one person, the world will be a better place. That's true, but it also goes against what you just said. Helping someone when they haven't asked you to help them. You know, no. It's like the same basis of things. I get it. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I saw that he had to just find someone to know that it wasn't all hope is lost. If that's yeah. what you mean. Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is that like there's a reason to keep going that like... Like you said, the anime kind of presents it as life is bad, everything's bad, bad stuff is happening, there's no happy ending. But Kiritsugu, through all that, was able to find some semblance of a happy ending. And I guess that's where I'm coming from. Is That's why he was so happy to be able to save Shiro. It's because though everything bad kind of happened and it could have been considered his fault, and all these people died... At the end of the day, he was able to make one person's life better. And it's like, don't force that upon somebody else. But again, don't try to change the world. Just try to, to help the people close to you that you can help. Right. If that if that makes any sense. I mean, it's, it's really deep. And I, I don't even think I fully understand everything I'm trying to say. But Fate Zero, I think, wholeheartedly deserves my number four spot. Number four. Yep. So now we're on to the three. We're on to the top three, and I'm not going to lie three, to any my of Lord. you. We're probably going to blow through this pretty quickly because it hasn't changed since episode one. Yeah, you've said it in every episode. Yeah, what are we? Fucking episode 38 now? Yes, and sir. I have yet to find any anime that can break the top three. So let's just blow through them real quick, and then and then we can wrap this up and get out of here because... Uh, my my fucking throat's starting to get a little hoarse, my guy. And I gotta talking. get ready for work. <laughs> I know, you gotta get ready, but, like, I've been talking a lot. Mm. Okay. So, number three is Gurren Lagann. It is Gurren. one of the most emotional anime to me. I mean, it just... You want to talk about total enjoyment factor, total just feeling of... Feeling of being okay after watching it. Again, the, the fucking plot might not have been the tightest goddamn thing, but I think it was really cool. There were a lot of neat twists that happened. 
I liked it just everything. really tugged on your heartstrings. Yeah, I liked everything about it, but it was the emotional side of the show. It was showing how characters deal with shit. All it, that's what really solidified it for me. And it's like, other than my number one, this is one of my most. This is probably my most emotional show out there. So Gurren Lagann holds straight at number three. Uh, number two is Hunter Hunter. Oh, I, damn it! I didn't know for sure. So here no, we go. Hunter Hunter is my number two because it. I mean. It's super information heavy, and I don't hate that. I guess that's... It's a better written show than my number one. So my number one's a Yu Yu show. Togashi is the GOAT. Let's just get that out of the fucking way. He's in the top two right there. He is the top two, Togashi. I think Hunter Hunter is an objectively better written show. Togashi took more time with it. The story makes more sense. The Nen, I mean, the power system is fucking perfect, almost. Uh, but... I think Yu Yu Hakusho just had the character thing going on. So this really tells me that at the end of the day, I will choose characters over plot. But let's talk about Hunter Hunter right quick. Yes, sir. I love the characters. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that like I, I thought that Tagashi really did anything bad with the characters, but the main four didn't quite resonate the same way that the main four from Yu Yu did. But it also villains. didn't help that they kind of separated them a little bit more with like you know uh, Lil- yeah. Leorio going for his license and stuff. Like they had their own lives. It was a little bit different than how Hiei, Kurama, Kuwabara, yeah. and Yusuke were. And that's kind of where what I mean by it's it's a better written show. There was a few times in Yu Yu Hakusho where it's like where like the Maze Castle part. He's like, oh yeah, Kuenma said he'd take care of our our fucking spirit world um bounties or whatever if we helped you. And it's like okay. That's kind of ass pulley. It's not <laughs> bad. It makes sense, but it also is, you can tell it's a vehicle for getting these two to help the main characters. He really didn't do that in Hunter x Hunter, and it was all so organic. And I mean, it was just, it's probably my, it's one of my favorite like worlds in anime. I'd have to really sit down and think about it, but like the universe of Hunter x Hunter is so goddamn cool. And to know that we're not following like the most powerful people in the show we're just following a this is a little screenshot into two people in this world but there is so much like just to think about all the other cool stuff that has happened in this universe it it just again it gets my jollies rogered baby <laughs> jollies rogered and i mean hunter hunter probably has some of the best villains that i've ever seen even someone as drab as crollo lucifer is like wow the more i like watching some alexander youtube videos and stuff about him i'm like okay He's actually pretty deep, even though he's a drab outside character, meant to be. So, so you know, fuck, I love Hunter Hunter, man. That's my number two, and I just want to take a couple minutes for my number one. Yu Yu Hakusho, not the first anime I ever watched, but the first one that ever, like, I don't know. You know what? It was, it was the first besides Dragon Ball Z that I had ever watched front to back. And, and we it watched made it me feel times. as... Yes, I've rewatched it three times front to back, and I've watched the Dark Tournament probably, probably three times in itself because I had season two uh, on DVD, and that's the only one I had. So I watched like most of the Dark Tournament over and over and over just because it was like, fuck it, I've got it, why not? But every time I watch the show, and it's the only show I can truly say this about, every time I watch the show, I find something new that I love about it. 
other shows I've rewatched and there have been things that I've found that I didn't notice on the first watch that, that I really like. But there have also been some things that now that I know what's happening, it's kind of like, eh, this isn't quite as intense or suspenseful or whatever. I can tell you almost word for word what happens in fucking Yu Yu Hakusho, but I am just as excited the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time to watch it as I am the fucking, as I was the first time. And it's one of my favorite endings in all of anime. I know it gets a lot of hate, but like when Yusuke finally, I mean, the whole thing is Yusuke trying to figure out who he is. He's never had a guiding light in his life. He's always had to figure shit out. Alcoholic mom, deadbeat dad who was never around. He had to find his own way. And he always took on responsibilities that weren't actually his to take on. And he was thrust into new roles like spirit detective that he just kind of took that on as, as, as his identity. And then at the end, he finally steps back and says, what am I fighting for? Why am I here? Right. And it, it all makes sense to him that it's, it's never been about the goal. It's always been about the people that he that have been with him. It's been the Kuwabars, the Keikos, the Botons. Like, he's not doing all this to save the world. At his, in his heart of hearts, he's doing all this to keep the people he loves safe and to save them and to make sure that they're okay and that they're happy. And it's like, fuck me, man. That is all I've ever, like... That's all I really want in life. Like, yeah, dude, I want to, like, live in a nice house at some point, And I want to have, like, my own space. And I want, like, a new recording set up. But at the end of the day, if the people I love and care about are healthy and happy and around and just with me and I can be with them, that's the important stuff, man. And Yusuke realizes that at the end. And it really, especially the last time I watched it, it solidified it. It's like, yes, this anime is everything that I want to be as a person, especially you like Yusuke is my favorite character for that reason, because I want to be like him. I want to have that realization one day of just to really know who I am and to be completely comfortable with that in my heart of hearts. So you, you basically want the people around you happy as well. The people that are close to you. That's the most important thing, man. Well, like, obviously I go through my own shit and I have like my bouts with depression and it's a lot of my shit. But, like, knowing that you're happy, knowing that you're excited about something, it definitely relieves that. You know, knowing that Kelly's happy and excited about something, you know, Robbie, Ian, it's like all the people that are close to me in my life, if I know that they're at peace, it takes one thing off of me. And it's just like, you know, even if something, even if I'm not around one day, hypothetically, whatever, I just, I want to know that everybody will be okay. And that everybody will always be able to smile. And I hope I can help with that. But it's just, I, I you know, the people you in You can my help life... with that all the time, man. All you got to do is watch Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I heard it, I was like, oh, he wants me happy, does he? Well, he should probably finish Naruto oh. and watch Vinland Saga with me. But he doesn't want to leave his goddamn house. All but, right. you know, I got, right. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I tell you, I'm, I'll... Unless I get caught up with seasonals, I'll make Naruto my next morning anime I start watching. It's okay, work. man. No, no. I was just, I was laughing. I'm like, I'm going to give it to him. He's no, like, that was a good happy. one. He's like, he's getting all emotional right now. Time to sneak this bad boy in. <laughs> yeah. oh, Bring you man. down to reality, bud. Holy no. damn. I, I've been talking for like almost two hours. Almost all me. This has been I, I crazy. Just want, I just want to say I that was a good top 10 because 
out of the 10, eight of them I've watched and pretty much all of them are like bangers. So I'm yeah. like, dude, we're going to have like almost the same top 10. Yeah, dude. I mean, I we're not like, I always used to think of myself as a super hipster guy, but it turns out I've watched some fairly like popular normie anime, but, and I think Nick from, we're shouting out all of the anime summit people today. Nick from anime summit has said it to me before. He's like, dude, there's a reason it's popular. You know, yeah, a lot of people like to shit on stuff, but like there's a reason like Attack on Titan and Full Metal Alchemist are like up there on on Mal and shit because they're fucking good and they're relatable to a lot of people and it's what people are interested in. So, yeah, and I have my little niche things like I'm sure a lot of people probably wouldn't put Mob Psycho in their top 10, but fuck me, dude. I loved it. Hey, dude, I was surprised, but hey, there was only one of them. I was really surprised. Everything else I kind of expected. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, who I'm trying to think. Um. If there's anything else I need to do, I'm... <laughs> you don't. You <laughs> this don't. This feels You're like good. a solo cast with support is what it is. Well, I mean, that's how it's going to be. And like I said, I, I there's not too much I could bash apart. I'm just... Yeah. I was just giving you shit about Naruto because yeah, I'm not truly happy. So <laughs> I wanted to let you know. That way you know. I'll I'll do my Be the best. Yusuke Urameshi and save me. <laughs> oh, man. So real quick, um, hit us up at any of our socials. I mean, Twitter, Instagram, Discord's probably the easiest way to get in touch with us. We do have a Facebook, but you probably don't yeah. give a shit about it. Yeah, so. I mean, Facebook's out there, but it's more of a formality. But uh, on an individual level, Discord's the easiest. And if you feel like giving us your top 25 anime of all time, I mean, by all means, I'd love to look at it. I'm sure JD would love to check it out, probably get some recommendations from it, too. And we know there's people out there that listen to us that have watched more than us so you know if you feel it jo- join the discord tops. you can find the discord link in the show notes right when you look at that little button hit details and it shows it right there i don't know why you guys aren't joining i mean join up hit us up see what's uh see what's happening over here we got some fun people we do among us games on friday so if that's something you're into and uh hell yeah boys oh man but yeah hit us up with those top 25 that, that was a long one yeah yeah i uh God damn, I think it's about time I start, I shut up for now. So JD, you do the outro. Okay, well, he already told you everything that you can find. One last thing is that we do have a Patreon and we don't like to push it, but we want to say it's out there because if you want more episodes, if you go for that $5 tier, you're going to get up to three episodes a month. That's going to be two solo casts and one regular filler episode, which could be about anything, not just anime. Also, you can give us suggestions. If you do the dollar donation, you're still going to be in the special chat. You're still going to get the monthly questions, and you're going to be a Patreon. You're, you're supporting us to make it better because we got some surprises to show you near the end of hopefully a couple months, a month, something like that. But other than that, I think uh, I think we're good here, guys. Uh, I, I don't know for sure, but Earthworm, I think we're good. So yeah. um, no, I I'm think JD good. over I mean, here. Yeah, I am Earthworm over here, and like JD said, we got some cool stuff in the works, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, until then, we will uh, we will hear you will hear us all next week in the next episode. <laughs> in the next episode, that was terrible. We're gonna get out of here. I can't talk anymore. Peace. Bye bye. <laughs>